Hello, and welcome Sweet. to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today we are talking to our friend Zeus about Anton Yelchin. And we'll just go ahead and start off. And Zeus, you can tell us how you became a fan of Anton and why you like him as an actor. So I think the first movie I saw him in was probably Star Trek. And from that, I was just like, oh, who is this guy? I was like, he seems interesting. And then I think the movie that actually made me like really embrace him more as a well-loved actor was Green Room for me. Once I saw Green Room, I was like, oh, I'm going to dig into him a little bit more and then actually look up his name and see some other movies. I think for a long time, those were like the two like anchors for me or just like Star Trek and Green Room. I love his style and he always like has a certain charisma that he brings to his uh, roles. What makes him stand out for you amongst other actors of his generation? I would say uh, like he has like a certain like awkwardness in a way that is appealing. It's not like the nerdy like prototype, but he just seems like a regular guy. Like he just doesn't seem like a Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. You would run into this guy on the street or he would be in your band. He's very real and grounded. I guess that's what appeals to me. What about you, Louise? Did you want to add anything? Because I know you've been a big fan for a while. Yes. Oh, I love him so much. So the first thing I ever saw of him was him in Criminal Minds, his guest role in it. And I think I just thought he was so cute. And But also, like, I, I recognized him. I think it must have been from, like, being on Tumblr or being on the internet and knowing maybe seeing him in Star Trek or something, like, in gift form. I was like, I'm obsessed with him and I need to know more. And this was about, I would say, I th- I was in year 11 when I got into Criminal Minds. So I would have been about 16-ish. So that was about two years before his death. So I had all this time with him. I watched all his films, mainly like the Star Trek, the two Star Treks, but like a lot. I only watched a lot of his famous ones after he died. But it was like, it's just a bit of a comfortable stand. Sadly, when he did die, and it really hit me hard. It was one of those... I think we all have that one celebrity death that hit us hard. I just was like in shock. I couldn't believe it when it happened. I was in sixth form at the time and going into school and I was like, I just did not want to be there. I was so upset. And I know it sounds really silly, but like, I just, it really hit me hard. That It's so different, like knowing about a celebrity, but they're, they've been dead your entire life, say. But then actually witnessing it and being a fan of his, and oh, it just hurts so much. But it was not a silver lining, but like obviously it got me back into him, like as a proper proper stan. Just been that way ever since. He's always been there for me in like the list of actors that I love. I I don't talk about him as much, but he's up there. He's like my number one boy. I just love him so much. And I think what Zeus said is really clear about how he's like everyday person in a way. Like he's so humble. The Hollywood system did not ruin him, like even as a child actor. And I just really respect that. And I think it really showed in his works as well. And I think he's just a brilliant person and a brilliant actor. I love him. I love him so much. Sorry, that's all it's going to be from today. I'm just going to say how much I love him. (laughs) Hey, that's what the podcast is for. You guys wanted to, we could go into top three favorite movies. So my number three would probably be Like Crazy. I really like that one a lot. 
it was way more depressing than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, based on the cover, I was like, oh, this could be cool. Without going into spoilers, the first third of the movie, I was like, what is this movie? It's just like a romance. <laughs> Everything's going so well. So just, just either like you're in a relationship like this and you just want to reaffirm that or it's like for lonely people to get like more depressed because they can't attain this or something. Anyway, I thought he was great in that movie throughout. My number two is probably Thoroughbreds. Um, I really liked that one. Yeah. Even though he's like in it for, I don't know, like 15 minutes, it feels like he's not in it as much as I wanted him to be. But whenever he's in it, he's just so unhinged. It's like a role that I've never seen him in, which was just awesome. It's a cool role. And I would have loved to see him play when we talk about roles that he could have played. I'll bring one up. But based on that, and then my number one for sure is Green Room. Definitely. It's one of my favorite movies and I show it to everybody. That movie was just like so real to me. It's just it's almost too real. I, I know like a lot of people who play in bands and stuff and we talk about that movie and they're just like, yeah, like I was in like a situation like that before or, you know, like I was just wow. like, it's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> anyway, I just thought his performance was so like organic and just yeah grounded and just real it was just like this is almost feels like it could be like a documentary or something <laughs> but yeah what you said about green room being the realist is mm-hmm. just so true and like you forget that it's anton yelchin and it's maybe from arrested development and it's the guy from peaky blinders <laughs> yeah and patrick stewart like, had, yeah. yeah professor like, x <laughs> They are all so good. It's just so real. Yeah. The gore is actually, it's so good. It's definitely on that horror level of gore. It's actually better than some horror because it's practical effects. So it's not like that CGI, like blood splatter or anything. There's the scene where he like has the his hand out and then his screams and stuff are just like blood curdling. And oh my God, this is like (laughs) real pain. It's not like Hollywood scream. I forgot that happened. Like, I remember the dog's death with mauling and stuff, but I did not remember that. And my jewel dropped. Like, when you see it as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's all mangled and uh, it's just, and then they just duct tape it together. Like, is that Oh my God. That was the worst part for me, I think, was the duct tape. I'm like, how are they going to get that off? Oh, taking it off. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nah. Yeah. That's like the, the first real, obviously, minus when you see the girl with the knife in her eye. But not really a spoiler. It happens. That's like the whole plot. But it's like the first <laughs> bit of gore we see is that. Mm-hmm. And I've been starting there, starting at 100 is brilliant. Just shows you what type of film you're in. It only gets worse from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I am sh- screaming a lot when I'm watching Green, Green Room. I could not imagine watching that in the cinema. I would have been up in my seat, screaming at the screen. I had to even pause sometimes. I was just so stressed. Did you want to expand on either of the other two films you mentioned? No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they're new to me. They were first time watches, but I did really enjoy them. Like I I went on Letterboxd and I just sorted like by highest rate, like the movies of his that I watched. And then I like, I was like, yeah, those are definitely like my top three. Speaking of Letterboxd, Zeus. I go on Anton's films and your review is always at the top. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm awesome. Sure. Sure. On Alpha Dog, I'm on my app, you're at the top. I was like, I'm a problem in it. That's Zeus. 
That's cool. And you're at the top as well for the the, the Japanese film as well. Oh, I'm sure because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't that many reviews for that one. <laughs> I think us three, we've got to get in that those top three ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we oh, could God. talk about that if you guys wanted to. Oh, what mem- was that film? <laughs> yeah, Memoirs of a Teenage Amnesiac. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. Like, what an experience. It's just, like, insane. Like, why is Anton, and not only Anton, but Emma Roberts in this yeah, it was so weird. Like I, I did a little bit of research on it, and I think so. What I was telling Audrey, I think the director is married to the author of the book, oh, and then God, they okay. did, and then they were like, "Oh, let's make a movie." But then the director took a creative decision to be like, "Let's make it Japanese because he liked Japanese culture <laughs> or something." Which I don't think the book is Japanese. Oh. I think the book is like American or something. But he was just like, "Oh, it would be cool if we made it like Japanese," which is just like such a curveball wild card choice even the cover like you just look at that cover and just, this is something out of twin peaks or something it's so weird <laughs> it's like, anton's face is all like kawaii like, yeah so yeah exactly <laughs> i kind of loved him in the movie though like he was literally the only good part of it but i loved his yeah. character because it was fun just seeing him be like really insane <laughs> He yeah. kept saying babe. Take a shot every time he said babe. He'll pass out. <laughs> you will. And why yeah. is he obs- being obsessed with tennis as well? Like, what tennis guys are like. <laughs> <laughs> and why did that make him popular? Like Zeus and I were talking like in America, if you play tennis, you're like the bottom of the rung in high school sport. <laughs> really? That's like the least cool one. Yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, you're lumped in with the nerds if yeah. you play tennis. <laughs> that is insane. I did not know that. Wow. So I'm like, tennis is being respected here. Well, that's good. I guess you got like Wimbledon. Is that? Yeah, yeah. We, we have but, yeah. the culture yeah. behind it. But, <laughs> but yeah, why cast <laughs> Anton as a jock? We'll never know. But... <laughs> it's, be- it's actually beautiful. Like... <laughs> People are going to be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. It's, what it's, is this? Like... Yeah, what is this? I also had to take a photo because I could not believe it. It's after their homecoming dance, Anton trying to have sex with Naomi. And she says no. And then he goes on like his weights machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, was like, I could not believe what I was watching. I just could not believe it. Yeah. I, I could not believe it. Why are you sulking on his weights machine? I'm not having sex with you. Is it the dog? Because I can put him in the yard. You stare right there. It's not the dog. Well, what is it then? I just don't know. The truth is, I don't even know you. I don't know what we have in common. Babe, there's lots of stuff. Tell me then. I'd really like to know. Tennis. School. Baby. I love you. Why? Why does anyone like anyone? I don't know, because you're super hot? (laughs) Okay, because... Because you're fun, but you're also good at school. Because we used to talk about stuff. I don't know, man. I just did. But I, you're acting so weird. Like, you, you're in a play? And you got this haircut? What about my hair? I don't know. I'm not used to it. I liked it long. Say what you mean, Ace. I just hate your stupid hair. 
so funny. This is what this is the role Anton should be known for. <laughs> yeah, his best performance. Yeah, I I take it back. Actually, Memoirs is my number one. <laughs> it's at the top, as yeah, it should be. <laughs> okay, Zeus went through his top three Anton films, and so we were wondering. Zeus, what do you think is Anton's most underappreciated role? And why? I would say probably Thoroughbreds for me personally, just because I loved seeing him play out of normal castings. I wanted to see more of those unhinged sort of grimy roles. He's good at it. And watching that documentary, it makes sense because we find out he's a weird dude. Like he liked going to like clubs in LA and doing all this weird stuff. But I just think in that performance, it's underappreciated for one, because he's not like in it for like a super long time. But, and also I've never, I don't even think I've heard of that movie before Letterboxd. A lot of people had, but I personally hadn't heard of it. And, but I really enjoyed it. And he was great, especially with his co-stars, like with Anya Taylor-Joy and Olivia, what was her? Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Okay. I just thought he was great in that. Definitely underappreciated. Would love to see more roles like that and would have loved to see him more of a, of a bigger part in that movie as well. How'd you find me? Asked around. Yes. <laughs> That is so fucking unprofessional. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't normally make a sale under these circumstances. Good thing you need the business. I don't need the business. Okay. Th this is a temporary gig. Fun. I have had to hustle for everything that I have. You don't know where I come from. Westchester. Amanda. Fuck off. You have no idea. Give me five, max, ten years, I will be running this game. All up the coast, I will be the guy. The word you used to describe him as scummy, perfect. He is so <laughs> scummy. <isn't he>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. to remind me, what, because I didn't rewatch it. What was his role? I don't really remember. He's older than them. He's about like 26-ish. And he's known as like around town as like the drug dealer. He basically was in prison because he essayed a minor. Probably more than that. But And he's just really, he's flitty. They want him to kill their dad and he doesn't, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't even act on it. It's very much these are rich people and he's not with them. He's on the fringe. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. And they're like, oh, do you know anybody who does crime or anything oh yeah this guy you know he he's the guy that's hanging out at teenage parties and like being like a weirdo like predator and just like selling drugs to kids and stuff yeah he'll know <laughs> he's okay, our guy yeah, I, vaguely I watched that. i watched thoroughbreds when it first came out um and it was obviously a posthumous release but i did not like it and i only thing up until the rewatch which can i just say loved it i was so silly back then but it's brilliant <laughs> only thing i remembered was anton's performance and that's how good he oh. is in it only thing that saved me he sits under your skin a little bit mm -hmm. and he's not even like probably it the girls are probably worse than him but he's still a bit gross but i think just his performance just really stuck out for me and i think it is very underappreciated a lot of people don't go to it or, or they would more praise anya and olivia as they should 
but not as a whole. Like those three are all brilliant in it. I think Anton really deserves recognition for that. Remember yeah. it being like Heather's, that kind of vibe? Yeah. Not really similar bit, plot, but just like dark bit, comedy yeah. and dark a comedy. bit weird, yeah, bits of yes. satire. So I liked, I remember liking it. I should watch it again. But. I think you should, well, I think you, like, I saw your four stars for review for it and I thought, that's incredible. Like, that's high <laughs> for me, yeah. So his character doesn't actually end up going through with it, does he? Like with murdering the dad? Okay. No. Okay. No. Which I think says a lot as well. Yeah. Like. He doesn't stoop that low. Yeah. <laughs> He'll yeah. just I- sell drugs to kids. it's interesting how they portray him as like morally questionable and it's just one of those things where like appearances can be deceiving because it's just oh yeah this guy is a criminal or whatever and he's probably not the person you want to bring home to your parents or whatever and then these girls are like rich upper class girls but they're like like you said they're actually worse than him and he backs out on the, the doing the thing and then at the end He's just trying to fix his life again. He's like, he had, like, she runs into him and then she's like, the external, he probably seems like a scumbag, but actually he might have the better morals out of these other rich people. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I think it's really interesting as well, especially that final scene where it's, and yeah, Anya's on her way to a college, like, interview at a restaurant, fancy restaurant. Yeah, he's the valet. He is still below them, even though they're literal murderers yeah think about it and they always show him as well in a serving position which is just quite i think it just shows that he'll never break free of that society rule against him because they also find him in he's working in old people's home like a hospice or something so he's always serving and you're always reminded that he is not one of them i think it's very interesting it's such a good film what about you louise did you have a pick for underappreciated I don't know if it's underappreciated. I think people just see it on the surface and because of the cast and how good they are, I think he falls under the radar a little bit. And so I've got to mention my little boy, my Chekhov. Obviously, I know it might be his most famous role, but I just feel like, you know, you kind of watch it and it's like, oh my God, Zachary Quinto is sparky on that or how great Zoe Saldana is and Chris Pine's amazing. And I think he just falls a teensy bit under when he is doing the most in this film in these films and he is just the best character in every scene and he's doing an accent and I love it so much (laughs) and in the first film I think the first film's my favorite I love the first film so much and he's just so funny in it as well 17 he's a baby (laughs) (laughs) and he's so cute and I just love the accent and it's like that's like kind of his heritage so I like that he's doing a Russian accent and it's like authentic as well He's brilliant in it. Captain, gravitational sensors are off the scale. If my calculations are correct, they're creating a singularity that will consume the planet. They're creating a black hole at the center of Vulcan? Yes, sir. How long does the planet have? Minutes, sir. Minutes. It must have been so difficult for all of them to have to bring these characters back to life like a new generation and they just did it so well yeah he was the best part of the movie for me i think he was actually 17 or at least around there like in real life yeah Yeah. and he's like better than for me anyway than like a lot of the adult actors is saying a lot so 
Oh my god, I've also thought of another underappreciated role though. Yeah. Did any of you guys watch Along Came a Spider? No. Mm-mm. Oh my god, it's incredible. <laughs> it's very early on. I want to say early 2000s. Like 2002, I, I think. Yes, that would, that would make sense. Yeah. It's like a spy film, but he's only in it. He's not in it a lot, but he is he's teeny tiny in it like he's little baby <laughs> and he's doing maybe i have a thing for this but he's doing a russian accent in it as well he goes to this really fancy school the senator or the governor's daughter also goes and the little girl gets kidnapped and that's like the main plot and then later on the person who kidnaps the girl he's typing on the computer to anton's character and pretend to be the little girl i'm like anton's saying all this i don't trust no one don't worry, your secret's safe with me. And he's like 10. It's just so funny. But I just think him doing that at that age, doing an accent, I know it's probably like, maybe it's how his parents sounded to him. To, but it's still, like, that's difficult to do an accent and to, like, actually hold it for all that time. And I just feel like he's so good at it. It's an awful film. But I loved it. Like, I loved it. I gave it four stars. <laughs> Watch it. Okay. It's on my list. <laughs> I feel like you'd love it. I'll Audrey, check it is there out. anything you watch that um, screamed out to you as a good performance um, or underrated? Okay, I hated the movie, but I liked his performance. And I'd have to say, for me, his role in Rudderless is probably one of his most underappreciated because he's very strange. He plays this kid that's obsessed with Billy Crudup's music for no apparent reason. It is awful music, but he's just following angry Billy Crudup around. I just thought it was cute. Like he got to just be like the quirky, weird music kid. I feel like that dynamic between the old grumpy dude and like the younger kid is in a lot of films, but he did something different with it for me. Like he has a bit of a hidden past that never actually gets explained (laughs) oh what but you can sense that there's something lying underneath the surface basically the only good part of it and he does get to sing a little bit so that's cool too and he plays guitar right yeah yeah Yeah. i guess i leaned more towards his quirky characters i thought they were more fun yeah yeah he played quirky so well and i think if you as an actor let yourself go like that it's amazing Mm. Yeah, like he's not afraid to just make weird faces or say weird (laughs) stuff, but make it sound believable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's also not annoying, though, which I think is really hard to do as a supporting actor who's supposed to kind of be like the comic relief. Yeah, somehow he managed to bring some more depth to his roles that I couldn't see a lot of people doing. And especially at such a young age, like he really was an old soul it seemed and i hate to use that because it sounds so tacky but i he really seemed way more mature and like older than he really was i guess i would go with that with a question mark (laughs) (laughs) excuse me excuse me that was awesome and when i say awesome i mean hairs on my neck stand up awesome i wanted to say something to you earlier but you look scary I'm glad that you liked it. Oh, yeah, I'm not blowing smoke. That song had something going on, something deep. I'm Quentin. Not good to meet you, Quentin. Don't don't let the brain dead back there get to you. I mean, they 
I'm here every week, and they wouldn't know greatness if it... They just wouldn't know it. They wouldn't know it. I watched Rudderless years ago, and then I didn't rewatch it because I'm so sorry, but I genuinely, I thought he was Billy Crudup's son. Oh. (laughs) Like, did I even told you that? He's, like, replacing his son with Andor. Yeah. His dead son. It's very strange. But I would say they don't watch it in today's current political climate because a lot of the film has to do with the school shooting and they handle it in the most tone-deaf way, I think probably possible. So it's quite triggering, like, in a sense that it's not handled well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, my God. And then there's, like, a plot twist. And I use air quotes because it should not (laughs) be a twist, but it is that's really awful it's just horrendous honestly what's the twist okay so billy crudup's son died in this school shooting and we just think he was one of the victims and then we learn like halfway through that he was the shooter oh yikes yeah yeah oh and the music they're performing was the music he wrote yeah, the son wrote. <laughs> and then Anton oh, learns and he doesn't like him anymore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, oh but it's God. so strange. Oh, that's sick. That's horrible. Yeah. It's such a weird message. I don't know. It yeah. was, I was telling Audrey, it reminded me of like people that try to release like Charles Manson's music or something. Like it's just like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, just, like, that, don't do that. That horrible person's got three million listeners on spotify which you know, really makes me want to... yeah Jeez. oh my god <laughs> i didn't think it would be years. that many it's insane maybe i've got maybe i've it's free something <laughs> it is like 300,000. just it's too many of them yeah. I mean, I how, how he's got a limited spotify account anyway like yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh god that is messed up yeah i'm mad truly anton is like the only positive thing about the film quite curly hair as well in it yeah mm-hmm. like he never took a shower i don't think all the guys in the band have the same hair they all have oh. the same curly shaggy hair yeah <laughs> speaking of like anton's hair and stuff did any of you watch only lovers left alive no i did i did when it first came out but i haven't okay. seen it since then he's got long hair in it <laughs> i just <laughs> leave with that is it so That's curly it. <laughs> it's curly but Google it. Google it. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't like the film drama. I know. Um, this is when I'm against the letterbox users because they all loved it. Oh yeah. Um, I liked it. I didn't get it, but also because Anton's barely in it. So it's fun to see him and his long hair. He <laughs> I don't like the long hair. What like? Creepy. I don't. Is he a vampire? Yeah. No. 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 He's a human in it. Yeah, no, no vamp. He's not a vampire. He reminds you of Chris Cornell or something. I was, I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, he's got like a Soundgarden look to him, yeah. very '90s grunge look. I have a, a question. Do you guys know why he was often just a supporting role? He definitely could have been a leading man. Maybe it was just the types of movies or something. Because it makes me immediately think the only main active role he had was in Charlie Bartlett which is, as well, we'll get into that later if you want, but that's a brilliant film. And yeah, why is that his only one? He's always the support, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he did have a couple of, like crazy would be like, that's the main role for sure. And 
Odd Thomas was the main role, but I feel like it probably bombed. I don't know how well it did, but I would assume that like, oh, maybe he's not a leading man or something. I don't know, because he just got bad roles. I don't know. Or like bad lead roles. Like the other Fright movie I was or, or Fright too. Night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fright Night. Like Fright but Night and Odd Thomas. Yeah. yeah. He's not really the most interesting part of Fright Night. Yeah. In both of those movies, they cast like Odd Thomas has Willem Dafoe in it, and then even though Willem Dafoe's in it for five minutes, <laughs> but he's on the poster. And then Fright Night has Colin Farrell and a bunch of other people. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Maybe he just, they didn't do well and he was therefore not cast as the main cast, main roles. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it harks back to what we said about how we feel like the everyday guy, but he's, because I know an everyday person can lead a film, but yeah it's like he's just too normal in a way like oh this is so hard to like because i love the guy but like he hasn't got like the highest star power he could have Mm -hmm. um his quirkiness self leads to him not maybe getting a lot of lead roles and i think his lead roles are quite interesting when you look at them because he's still playing the everyman which is typical for normal films but like we said, he, he just gets overshadowed. And I think it's okay sometimes to be the support. I think the support sometimes better than the lead because he's also in a lot of an ensembles as well. And so I just feel like I, I think he's one of those actors. It's not like a chameleon, but he's more he can let others shine for him, which I think just speaks volumes. I think that's brilliant. But yeah, yeah it would have, it's maybe the time he came out as well. We've got weird like indie movies, late noughties type of vibes i think it just came at a wrong a time where that wasn't really going for everyday quirky boys in hollywood i think he missed the mark a little bit and i think that's why he was normally reduced to the support lead because also he's always he's quite funny as well and i think they just gave him the side character with a bit of comic relief sprinkled in and i think he just did that more but i would have oh i would have loved more lead roles so when we were watching the love and tosha documentary and how they were talking about who you loved like classic film and i do almost feel like he would have fit better into that era rather than the 2000s because i think we mentioned here a lot the 2000s weren't really a period of rich creativity or trying something new especially in Mm -hmm. the mainstream what do you guys think about that I could see him in like those, I know they haven't ate a lot, haven't aged well, but those 80s high school dramas and films that I feel like he, <laughs> he would have made a great Ferris or maybe a Cameron, but I just feel like that would have been his wheelhouse more and more serious stuff as well. Oh my God, could you imagine him in things like Taxi Driver and the 70s vibe? It, it's very nice to see how much he loves classic cinema, but then you hear him complain that his roles aren't very good and it breaks my heart. That is sad for a very big fan and an actor to not get the roles that he actually grew up watching. It's just so disappointing. Yeah. I can't imagine how he must have felt as well. I'd watched part of Charlie Bartlett and I could definitely see like that 80s vibe. And I think they were trying to emulate that. And for me, it didn't necessarily work because I love 80s teen films, yes. but I think he would have been great. I could see him being like Ducky and Pretty in Pink, <laughs> which once again, is like the comic relief side character. But I could have even seen him being like maybe some of those like yuppie villainous type roles that would be fun (laughs) oh i'm glad you didn't vibe that much with charlie bartlett yeah i didn't like it 
Did that work? But I know you guys did. I won't say why I didn't like. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I love that, that film. It blew me away. This was actually a first time watch. I cannot believe I'd never watched it before as an Anton fan. I think I knew a bit more from his friendship with Kat Denning. But yeah, the fact that I just hadn't watched it until now was bad. And I'm just wondering if that's maybe it's once again just fallen under the radar a little bit. Yeah, so I, I hadn't heard film. of it before. Did you not? No. Fair. I'm surprised it was because I feel like it fell into that same. It was definitely during that era of trying to rehash the 80s team film that they had in the late 2000s. So I don't know why it's not included. Plus, it has Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. who is in those films. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Even think of that. Yeah, that's very weird that it didn't do very well. Yeah. Also, Anton is so good in it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Brilliant. Also, I did not know it was so similar to the show Sex Education, which I'd watched first. Oh, okay. Mm. Sex Education copied it, for sure. Charlie Barlow becomes like a therapist in the bathroom stall. That's literally what happens in Sex Education. I I cannot even (laughs) find it. No one's talking about it. That's weird. There's this movie, the 70s movie I watched, where it's Rock and Roll High School, where this character who was in the bathroom and he was giving all these kids advice so well they copied from rock and roll they copied rock and roll high school (laughs) maybe it's a trope that we don't know of yeah (laughs) yeah it's because the healthcare system in america sucks yeah so So we have to get our therapy from like kids in the bathroom (laughs) and doesn't he sell drugs like, yeah. yeah yeah he prescribes people drugs and... but it's so funny because they're they like actually need this medicine medicine as well like the thing, it's maybe a bit dark but i mm-hmm. just love the story so much charlie bartlett is saving the american healthcare system <laughs> <laughs> he really is so oh, is I he your favorite film. character anton character very close second very because obviously Chekhov's my boy but oh right. my god, I love Charlie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite Oscar. character, Zeus? Even though I didn't like the movie, I did like him in Terminator Salvation, which I thought was for the longest time I, I was getting it. confused with T T3. I, I was telling <laughs> like my friend, I was like, oh, let's watch T3. I was like, Anton Yelchin is in it. And then it turns out it was like the fourth one. I was just like, oh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> Did you make it for the I was whole like, film? I, I watched the whole movie, yeah. Um, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, and I thought he was definitely the best part of it. I love Kyle Reese as a character, like even from the first Terminator, Michael Bean's interpretation of him was great. And so I was like, oh, Anton's playing Kyle Reese, so that's awesome. And even his like introduction is just mysterious and it's it just feels almost like like that superhero marvel moment where they show up and then they're just like i don't know it was just like a big (laughs) it was like a big entrance so i was just like definitely rooting for him when he showed up and i thought he was good i would have loved to see him more of a bigger role like he could have easily been on the poster for that too it's almost like the movie the whole plot is about him they're saving kyle reese from like skynet or whatever but anyway i just thought that was a really good interpretation of the role and it would have also been cool if there was another sequel with him in that same role but i think they ended up just rebooting it with terminator genesis or whatever that one that came after was there's too many 
Was it Anton good in it? Was it was he suited to the role? I think so, yeah. Like he still had like his like Antonness to him, his like quirkiness, but I oh. I thought it worked. I thought it worked pretty well, especially since he's supposed to be like a younger version of that character. It's not the the Kyle Reese that we see in The Terminator. So it's more of a younger one. And you can see like how he gets influenced by other people like Sam Worthington, his character, and also Christian Bale's character, they influence him. So it's like he, these older people will sort of mold him into maybe the Kyle Reese badass hero that he becomes later on. So Audrey loves Christian Bale. So like, are they in it a lot, Christian and Anton? So I presume they have a lot of scenes together not a lot actually surprisingly more towards like the end i would say christian bale is john connor and john connor is kyle reese's son but from the past so basically kyle reese goes into the past he has a child with sarah connor he's born later in the future so the whole reason they're saving him is because if kyle reese dies then john connor gets erased so it's just like this whole time travel paradox the movie itself is not very good but I love the Terminator role and I love time travel, even if it's stupid, doesn't make (laughs) sense. Weird time travel paradoxes where it's just like you're doing like a Avengers time heist thing or whatever, where you're going back and you have to do this thing. But it was interesting and it was cool just seeing uh, Christian Bale play that role, which it was like really unhinged. Dude's got like some serious anger problems off screen stuff aside. You could tell in that role. He's just he got into it. It's Arnie in it. Oh my God, no. But they use his likeness in CGI and it's awful. It's like something out of the PlayStation 3 video game. Maybe they're expecting that crowd cheer moment or something, but then they like rip his face off. So then he just, then it's just like a regular like Terminator with no face. So then I was like, okay, good thing they pulled that bandaid off like that quick because fine, show him for a second, but come on cgi and it's so bad it's 2009 cgi so he just looks gross (laughs) (laughs) and they're like yeah trying to make him look like young from like the 80s so it's just like (laughs) thank you for mentioning that one though because that's one i always forget in anton's filmography it's it's a bit random should we do 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 favorite co-star sure so zeus tell us favorite anton co-star all right, let me pull up my notes because I re- I thought about it and I have a couple. Yeah. Okay. So I actually really liked him with Robert Downey Jr. in Charlie Bartlett. I thought that was great. Like they had good chemistry and like they played off each other really well too. Like I liked that Charlie was like the smart ass kid and then Robert Downey Jr. was like the principal. And it was also interesting that they had the dynamic where like he was uh starting to date his daughter or whatever so like they just had it was almost like there's two layers there's like the principal authority and then there's also the you're dating my daughter yep sort of authority layer or whatever that they had but yeah i really enjoyed them together and robert Downey jr is pretty good in like everything that i've seen him in for the most part so i feel like they just had they hit it off really well and it seemed very like believable and yeah they were just they're good. <laughs> they really did play off well against each other. Yeah. The, the most dramatic scene is obviously when Charlie goes to his house and like he's drunk and he's got the gun and he's by the swimming oh, pool. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think it's just, they're just two really good actors. They're incredible yeah. to watch together. Oh, this better be good, Charles. Um, I came to invite you to the play. 
Oh, thank you for that, but I am just a little tied up right now. What are you doing? Venting. Just venting a little bit. Is that your new word of the day? <laughs> sure shit is. Word of the day. Venting. Explanation is kind of how I deal with my little life's frustrations. I vent, as in to vent, original derivation from Latin expentari. Everybody needs to vent a little now and again, don't you figure? Some of us are privileged enough to vent to you in the boys' room stall, and the rest of us just have to settle for less conventional methods, like, I don't know, a bottle of booze and a hand. God, I'm sorry. I, I'm not putting you on edge with my behavior, am I? That's all right. Um, maybe you could put the gun down. Park it, Chuck. The kids are not aware of this. I'm entirely displeased with you right now. I also really like the scene where they finally confront him about everything, about the the kid who like yes. attempted suicide yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then he just has that talk with him. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. gets like a little bit more stern and he's just, I've been around the block or whatever, the, giving him that whole spiel. <laughs> And I also like that Robert Downey Jr. definitely lets his dad's side through on that as well. He's mm -hmm. not just talking to him as a principal. He's on this level. This could be really dangerous, what you've caused. Yeah. And I just think Robert Downey Jr. does it so well. I won't mm -hmm. lie, I'm not a big fan of his, but this has made me a fan. Like, <laughs> you didn't like I the pickup artist? I know. I, <laughs> minus that film, obviously, that masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Robert Downey Jr. was in Charlie Bartlett, so that was a nice little surprise. She's really good, really good in it. And I also like him taking on a bit more of a serious role as well, not like yeah. comedic. Yeah, like a more authoritarian type role or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The other movie I was going to mention was Like Crazy and I, his chemistry with Felicity Jones, because I thought that they they were so good together as like a couple and they were really believable. Some actors, when they're playing like romance roles, it just doesn't feel like they're actually have any sort of chemistry or anything yeah. like Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. But <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> you went there. <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> but Felicity Jones and Anton had like really good uh, chemistry together. So I felt like yeah. it was a very, very real organic couple. And I just thought they played well off of each other. When the movie starts getting more depressing and like starts delving deeper into like their breakup and stuff, it's just those arguments like it parallel. Like for me, it was like reminding me of a lot of like marriage story. Yeah. You feel that same sort of energy come through the screen and it's just uncomfortable. It feels like you're eavesdropping on like your yeah. neighbors or something. And you're just like, oh, God, this is I shouldn't be listening to this. I'm going to put my headphones on. <laughs> what does that mean? Why didn't you tell me that there was still something between you and her? Why are you reading my phone? I didn't go through your phone. I walked over there and your messages were out. Not that hard. My messages were out? Yeah, I could see them. It's not, it don't have to be Einstein. Just tell me what's happening with you and her. There's nothing happening. Why didn't you just tell me, Jacob? I told you there's nothing happening. You're obviously involved in something with this person. I am not involved with anything. You're not involved in anything person. with this person. Like, Absolutely there's not. nothing between Absolutely you whatsoever. Absolutely not. That's a lie. It was so good, and I just thought they were both fantastic in it. Completely agree. They handled yeah. that like progression of they're young and in love, and then by the end, like they don't seem like they even know each other at all because they really don't. And I just mm -hmm. thought that was yes. so good the way yeah. that they it really does 
feel like just two strangers like interacting with each other by the end yeah oh that's powerful I thought the last shot was really good I thought it spoke volumes when they're in the shower and it's really awkward yes and they're not in frame together either Uh even though they're both thinking about their past memories they're not in frame and you don't see them in frame and then it ends yeah I like that wow what a film (laughs) yeah so good (laughs) should we move on to some roles we would have liked to have seen him play yeah yes let's do it i'm interested to hear what you've got i would have loved him in babylon as toby Maguire's little cameo cd underbelly role because especially seeing that one section in the documentary where they're talking about his photography and how he started going down this weird like rabbit hole of LA nightlife that just seems like something that he could pull off really good and I love that movie and I love Toby in it (laughs) and I think it it would have been the same effect because Toby doesn't have a lot of those kind of roles where he's just like this grimy scummy weirdo so it would have been cool to see Anton in like a similar role I think it would have probably yielded the same reaction or like level of surprise i remember seeing that in cinemas and i was just like what <laughs> toby Maguire? what what are you doing <laughs> and that scene is horrible like it's it's yeah it's so scary where when yeah. you're like in the, the underground and they're going through these tunnels oh my god mm-hmm. it's horrible yeah yeah I he love, was a shout though that is a shout <laughs> yeah it's definitely yeah it's toby Maguire jump scare for sure <laughs> <laughs> i think even just working with Damien Chazelle as a director would have just been awesome. He's one of my favorite directors. And the other movie that I thought of actually, because I was just like, oh, Babylon would have been cool. But First Man would have probably been another cool one too. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, I'm not. That's the only Chazelle film I've not seen. uh, Yeah, it was actually one that I hadn't seen for a long time. And I forgot that he even did it. Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong. I was trying to think of actors who have like a kind of like, mysterious edge to them that yeah. Anton could have filled similar roles. And then I just thought of like Ryan Gosling because Ryan Gosling is one of my favorite actors too. <laughs> he looks a little bit more like Neil Armstrong too. Like Ryan Gosling is just like Ryan Gosling. So you're just like, oh, Mr. Purdy Boy or whatever. <laughs> so you have to get past that and, and then realize that he's like an astronaut or whatever. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Those two roles or anything by Damien Chazelle would have been cool. There was, oh, one other one that I really thought of that I liked was would have been Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like, as Jake Gyllenhaal or Riz Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, as Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, as his role. He almost got pigeonholed into doing these kind of roles that didn't really allow people to see his range of yes. acting. Yeah. And I think a film like Nightcrawler probably would have really put him in the spotlight if he had taken on a role like that. Where he's just sleep deprived and just, I don't know, just a terrible person. <laughs> kind of like his character in Thoroughbred, but maybe a bit Exactly, yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little bit more calculated. I like That's that it. you brought up Tony Maguire because I was just thinking he would be a really good Peter Parker. Yes. He would have been, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And yeah. if he wants to be any superhero, then oh, Peter Parker's kind of the best. But I'll let him have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have been cool to just, even though the movies are on a decline, it would have been cool to see him in a big franchise. Star Trek was big, but I would have loved to see him in a MCU movie or a, like a Star Wars movie, like when those really popped off. I think he missed that. And I'm sure it would have made him more of a household name because then yeah. they're just like, 
give get him a leading role in one of these movies. <laughs> That's how you do it nowadays. That's how you do it nowadays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. disappointed that Fright Night was his not really franchise, but I guess like reboot thing because yeah. I love the original Fright Night and the remake really paled in comparison. But if he could have been in maybe the original Fright Night or like some 80s horror film or even just like a vampire <laughs> movie that was not related to Fright Night too. That isn't the only lovers one. No. I was going to say only lovers. Two vampire films. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The one where he's a vampire, I think he would have been a good vampire. (laughs) So who plays him in like the 80s original one? Or like his character? I can't remember. William Ragsdale. Never heard of him. Okay. No. (laughs) I thought he was good. But I think for me, the issue with the remake wasn't Anton, it was the writing. Because I liked the Charlie character in the original way better. I think Anton could have done that. Um, but yeah. then they just totally ruined his character. It's very disappointing. I forgot how bad the writing was when, oh my God, when they're in like, <laughs> high school. Oh, it was awful. I wish I had written some down, but it made me cringe so it much. Was it's bad. definitely of its time. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are they doing this? We just want to get to Colin Farrell Vampire. We don't yeah. need all this. Did either of you watch Odd Thomas? Or no? I did not. And I felt yeah. awful no. for not watching it. Like, it's not good. Some... Is it not good? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> but since you guys are talking about bad writing, it just reminded me of it because I don't think any other movie could match that level of bad writing. Oh, wow. It was like, okay. <laughs> it was seriously very cringe. It's just like over explaining something right before it happens. It's got that noir trope or like the pi the private investigator trope where it's just like voiceover for some reason you know and it's just like too much of that it's very exhausting (laughs) i think for me it just like his films fell victim to the bad scripts because even like a lot of the other films even more established actors say than anton they're not very good either so i think it he just didn't get to work at least with the ones i watched like with directors or writers that really knew how to write real human interaction yeah i don't know why he kept getting those for some reason i thought this might be blasphemous to say because i love the actor in it and he even got an oscar on for it which is amazing i feel like anton would have been really good in after sun oh you know what i thought about that too the other day i was just like Paul Mescal's role, yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> I agree. And I know Apterson really harkens a British view of going on holiday and it's rubbish. But like, you can do an American <laughs> version of that easy. Like, yeah. He would have been sure. perfect. I also mm-hmm. sometimes think Paul Mescal, not that he was miscast at all, because I, I love him so much, but he doesn't look like the type to have a daughter that old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Anton could, he's a bit older than him. I could just see Anton as a kid, and I think that would have been so lovely to have seen mm-hmm. that. Something quaint, something quiet, understated that would have just shown off his acting skills because he was such a good actor. So that's what I was thinking. Because it's probably really hard to think of films to put Anton in, but that one just came to mind. I was like, I want him in. Have I ever seen Little Women? I think he would have been a good Lori, possibly. The 2019? Yeah, the 2019 one's one of my all time favorite films. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, him as a Lori. And I know that's my Timmy, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah yeah the way they wrote him in the newer one i think fits anton better but, mm-hmm. yeah like i just wanted to see him be in like a nice sort of romance type relationship movie that wasn't 
really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Little Women's pretty depressing, but yeah, just yeah, kind of like... happy ending, Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever Roll do a period film? He had. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I think so. And it's kind of weird. That I feel like he would have fit in well. Or they could do like a Russian war film or something. War and Peace? <laughs> I think he would have been good in a war film. I feel like they're doing yeah. that kind of now, like 1917 or like Dunkirk, it's like younger actors and more realistic. But... Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, I feel like he needs to be in like a more old war. Yeah. Just a, not another World War II movie because we no. have way too many of those. But yeah, something like <laughs> pre-1900s, I think he would have been good. Yeah. Were there any other films we didn't mention? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I loved Alpha Dog. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk about Alpha Dog, but that is such a good, was such a good movie, especially him, too. Yes, yeah. Um, it's so sad. It's just, God, yeah, I, I hate, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it, but I hated it. I did not know the story. <laughs> like, I didn't want to Google it. I didn't want to see anything because I knew it was based on the true story. And yeah, absolutely heartbreaking, especially with Anton's character, like, and how he plays it. And oh, oh, my God. But what a surprise that film was. I was not expecting anything from it, really. Quite underrated, I would say. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's it... Nick Cassavetes directed it. It's just insane <laughs> to me. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that movie Bully. Did you guys ever watch that? No, I don't it's... think I did. Sim- it's teens doing stupid things like murder. <laughs> classic. <laughs> you know, classic teens doing how dumb can you get? But anyway, it's very, it's similar tone wise. I think I liked Alpha Dog more just because it's, there's like likable character. I mean, like Anton is like a likable character in that movie. And like yeah. Bully has no redeeming characters. <laughs> like every, you're just like, I hate everybody, but it's still a good movie. It's just on the different side of the spectrum. But but yeah, Alpha Dog was just so well done. And just the empathy that you feel towards him, it's just like very genuine. When that ending hits, I was, tears were just welling up my eyes. I was just like, no, this is messed up. <laughs> oh, so frustrated. It, it could have just ended so much better. Like we didn't have to do mm-hmm. what he did. It's so frustrating awful should we wrap up or any other thoughts oh my god wait guys hang on what we did not talk about the smurfs or (laughs) the pirate movie that he was in the The pirate pirate movie oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no just cinematic masterpieces you know yeah i used to love the smurfs (laughs) when i was like i love that a child i probably (laughs) wouldn't like it if i watched it again I could be wrong. Though. I tried rewatching it. They're creepy now. I won't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one? Clumsy Smurf. He's so cute. Clumsy. Oh, oh yeah. That makes sense. He's, a boy, is he clumsy? Oh yeah. my God. But they should just lock Clumsy up. <laughs> oh my God. He's always getting them into trouble. <laughs> so, Zeus, why do you think? Anton Yelchin should be remembered and what should he be remembered for? I think he should be remembered as like a smart, funny, talented actor, like for sure, because I think 
he definitely played a lot of roles that were like on the quirkier side. He seemed like a funny guy and just like a, a pleasant person to be around. And also I think the other thing that should be like remembered from him is his music, because that's, I didn't actually know about that at all until we watched that documentary. And it's so cool. It's always fun when actors are musicians as well. And the fact that he was like, he was just like a true artist. It seemed, you know, like where like you can't live without the art, whether it's acting or music or whatever. It just, he just seemed like a, a jack of all trades when it came to like creativity and such. I think that's probably what he should be remembered as. And also he loved Hollywood. Like he just loved movies and stuff like that was like such a touching thing in that documentary. I think some people get into it for the wrong reasons or maybe like, oh yeah, I can act. Sure. I like was a model as a kid and then now I could become an actor. But it seemed like he actually wanted to make movies and wanted to do like good movies, whereas other people just do whatever. And it, it sucks that he got dealt the cards that he did where he wasn't in the most prolific roles. Yeah, I just think... He should be remembered as someone who loved the art and loved the love the film industry. Yeah, I love that he was so interested in cinema because I feel like a lot of actors don't really seem to know the history of film and like how important it is. You can learn a lot from it. And since I love old film too, it's always nice to see other people appreciating it. And in the documentary, they had his journals and he was writing all this really smart stuff. 14 or something and mm-hmm. he obviously really paid attention and I think it comes through in his performances as well yeah he really did seem to be someone that just cared so much about just life really and also just yeah. making things and for me that's just very pure because it's not about the money or the fame it's just being able to express himself which is probably why he didn't fit in very well either with that decade of Hollywood yeah very vapid I think what you two have said is just perfect that's why they want to add anything like (laughs) (laughs) although I would say though even if you're not say you're not a fan of Anton or you don't know a lot about his films watch the documentary watch Love Antosha because it's beautifully beautifully told it's a gorgeous documentary that just shows how much he was cared for, how much he was loved, how much he loved doing what he did. And I think if you watch his films, you don't like his films. I think you would still get a lot out of that documentary because it's just so beautiful. And instead of something that's so sad, it's filled with love mm-hmm. and um, filled with light and like remembrance for him, which I think is very beautiful. So I would really recommend Love and Tosha. I love that it was more a celebration than anything else. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. celebration of him. It always um, made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> it is really sad. <laughs> it just, it's, I'm just angry. I'm really angry. It just happened and there's no going back and it just makes me so annoyed. I, I just, I wish he was still here. He's one of those, I, if I could bring them back, I would. Like, I just wish he was still here. And it just really upsets me. <laughs> like, it, yeah. he was a one of a kind. Like, there's no one else like him. And it just, oh, it's just the worst. It's the worst. Like how we went of all the things, why that? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, awful. It's so so sudden, but at least we've got we've got his films to remember him by. We've got stories of him that keeps 
going. He was yeah. prolific. And I don't know if this is as an actor. Prolific. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> loads, loads of TV shows as well. It was in loads. Really covered the whole genre. It was great. Yeah, there was something Martin Landau said in the documentary that I thought was really good. I just like this quote because it reminded me of what we're trying to do with the podcast. But in a world that moves on very quickly, I don't want him ever to be forgotten. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. But I don't think he will be just because he made so many films. And I think he just has a quality that draws a lot of people in. He'll, he'll, He'll star will shine bright. Definitely. Zeus, did you want to do your the six degrees? I'm yeah, so sure. interested. Okay. I'm very intrigued by this. <laughs> I didn't try to go super far into people's film because that feels like cheating, but I had to look up Rita Hayworth because I haven't really seen too many of her movies. Oh, so I had, right. to, That's okay. I had to at least look up like her most popular movies and see who she co-starred with. But I can definitely connect them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. Rita Hayworth was in Gilda with Glenn Ford, who was in Superman with Terrence Stamp. And then Terrence Stamp was in Last Night in Soho with Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh. And then Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy was in Thoroughbreds with Anton Yopkin. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Very well. Incredible. Well done. Like, I didn't know Terrence Stamp was in that movie. I forgot about him. Who is he in that film then? In Last Night or? Yeah. Yeah. Is he in the pub? Yeah, he's like the creep. He's the guy that she thinks is the killer. Oh, is he older Matt Smith then? Yes. Yeah, he's older Matt Smith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's old Matt Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very nice. That was good. (laughs) First time, you, it seems like you've been doing this for years. That was brilliant. I love playing Six Degrees of Separation. Pre-smartphone days, it was definitely yeah. a, a fun way to pass the time and just get super in your head about who was in what movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have um, you come on every episode and do it for us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we can do, we'll do a little section with, with Six Degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Six Degrees with Zeus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me on Letterbox, Ethernos, A-E-T-H-E-R-G-N-O-S. Same handle on Instagram as well. I don't post there as often, but I use Letterbox pretty often. And then also you can check out my band. It's called Shrugging. We're on Spotify. If you guys want to listen to some pop punk. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. We hope you all enjoyed it and we'll check out some of Anton's films. Make sure to follow Zeus on social media too. Louise and I will actually be taking a brief hiatus from the podcast and we'll be back in September to celebrate the one year anniversary of our podcast with a special episode. And then we will get back into covering subjects like usual. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate all of you who listen to the podcast. We just need to take a breather, but we will be back in September. Keep an eye out. And have a wonderful summer.
Oh, 